What's good, everyone? Welcome back to The Empowerment Project. This is a space dedicated to impact at the intersection of Christ, community, and creation. I'm your host, Toby Oladejo, and welcome back. It's really great to be here with you. It's been a while. Um, The last episode was in October, so, you know, appreciate your patience. Um, A bit of some context for you, because I'm sure you guys are like, where has this boy been? <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually, I started my career in the innovation and tech space here in Chicago um, in September. And I won't lie, it's it's been an adjustment. You know, it's been teaching me a lot that I'm definitely looking forward to sharing more about with you. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of, that's the reason why it's taken me so long um, to really bounce back. Um, was just getting used to a lot of that. But not to go too far off onto that (laughs) rabbit hole um you know this is episode eight y'all we 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 here you know we were moving along um and you know as it pertains to the last episode i'm really glad that it touched a lot of you and resonated deeply with so many of you um ogale's story was is incredible you know there's so much that i learned i probably listened back like three, four times, to be honest, aside from like just editing. So um, I'm really glad that it inspired some of you and spoke to some of you. Um, Today's episode, however, is, you know, yet another, you know, yet another banger. (laughs) Like we get to talk to an incredible woman um, by the name of Abena Boama, who was born in Ghana um, and raised in Ohio um, and, you know, went in the most unorthodox way from, you know, star track athlete to um, math teacher to now the CEO and founder of Hannah Hannah Beauty, which is a skin and wellness brand um, that also has a social impact arm um, that specifically is dedicated to impacting the women that create her products in Ghana. Um, So she started off with shea butter and is now at a point where she is creating spaces of education for um, sustainability, for skin and wellness. And it's it's only the beginning, you know, that she's been able to accomplish so much. And I'm so excited to um, share her story with you. There's a lot that I even learned um, as a a person with an entrepreneurial spirit. um, And she really speaks deeply to what it took for her as it pertains to her intention and her strategy, um, but her faith as well. So I'm looking forward to how it speaks to you all. And um, as always, you know, enjoy, reach out, let me know what you think. And yeah, this is Abuna Boama. Well, welcome everyone back to the Empowerment Project. Um, yet again, we're here with an amazing guest, a true entrepreneur, oh a gosh. true master of enjoyment, <laughs> <laughs> Abana Boama. Yes. <laughs> she is the founder and CEO of Hanahana Beauty, mm-hmm. a skincare and wellness brand, um, but internationally recognized. Oh, wow. <laughs> out here i think a couple a couple weeks ago i saw like beyonce oh my gosh beyonce posted uh 
her product on her website. So you're we're in the presence of some amazing people right now. Um, but yeah, so as you all know, we've been carrying on the conversation of our story and the importance of our story and how we need to embrace it for the sake of taking the next step. Yeah. And today, I have an amazing guest who has a, a one heck of a story, you know, from her Ghanaian roots to being in the Midwest to now owning her own business that is just doing numbers and is so much to go in the future. Welcome to the show, Abana. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yes, how, how have you been? How's your day been? Um, my day has been good. Thursdays are always like my favorite day because no one's in the office. I just work by myself, so no one's here. And I feel like Francis helps me schedule like fun things, like fun mm-hmm. meetings. So like breaks up the day and like interviews and things like that. Yeah, that's good. Shout yeah. out, shout out, Francis. I know. She shout out to Francis. She's literally the best. <laughs> she was on it. She was on it. So good. Yeah, well, and and the last time we saw each other, we kind of talked about it when I came in. Yeah, it was like in the middle of COVID. Yeah, it was like in the middle. It was. I feel like it was right around this timing, because I was back in Logan Square to go to Dodd to buy paper backs or whatever photo backs and stuff like that and i saw you yeah you know i think it might have been before then though you think so because i was going to dodd to pick up equipment for my documentary that i was doing wait was it before when i was going to coming back from ghana and doing film or like maybe getting film and what am i it was even before i went to ghana you know what i think it was before i went to ghana and i was going because i Broken be, yeah. a video. I had this video camera, and it was like an old school one, and I wanted to get that was it. the right thing. It was like the it was either a Super Eight that I had or something else. And I was trying to get the right yeah, something. I remember that because funny story, y'all. <laughs> Before this podcast existed, I was helping Abigail yes. her podcast, <laughs> yes. conversations, yes. Um, which y'all should tune in. New episodes launching soon, but soon, she soon has time, had <laughs> some, a series of guests that I was just helping with the the graphics for. Yes. Um, so it was like low key that day that we were like, "Yo, let's link up." Yeah, and then talked about that. Yeah. So shout out to stories. The idea of stories. Wow, that was such a long time ago. I definitely thought I saw you. During quarantine, but I did yeah. it right. We talked though, like afterwards, you know, like yeah, I was in school at that point. Yeah, I remember, no, I like, remember. We Facetimed a couple times. That's crazy. Yeah, but oh my gosh, now you're done with your masters. Out here, you're in a career. Yes, you're starting of your careers. Yeah, which you're is you're having your podcast. This is lit. It's crazy. So much growth. Yes, and the same for you. Like <laughs> now, there's and we'll talk more about it. Of course. Um, but yeah, like let's just jump straight into it of you course. know you grew up in small town ohio it's like when i say small town like it's like suburbia it was okay. literally suburbia ohio it's like columbus ohio gotcha so we had, we're in the cap like capital okay so it's, it's a sur- suburb off of columbus pickerington ohio okay it's like literally midwest suburbia gotcha. <laughs> but then like the neighborhood we grew up in and also where we were at it was like also like still like down like close to the city so like you have my neighborhood was split up 
all the kids went to different schools, like in okay. high school. You had like Independence, you had like Reynoldsburg, like we lived in Reynoldsburg, but if you went on one line, you were in Pickerington. It was very like white supremacy suburbia uh. without knowing it. Like, you know, like where they're splitting up all the black people to go to one school and yeah. then they like split it down the line and it was like, this oh, is yeah. so weird. Like we should all just go to one area. Right, like, right. It was like very, but it was, it was a good, it was like also... It was like diverse though at the same time. There was like a lot of different people. Like my neighborhood had a lot of first generation, like immigrant immigrant families there. Okay. So like I wasn't the only one, or just like black middle class. It was like the middle class. Word. Like you know what I mean? Word. Like it was actually middle class, but also like shit was going on. Yeah. Did you ever feel like in that space it was tough for you to find yourself? Because I know for me, I also mm-hmm. grew up in suburbia within, yeah. uh, you know, right along the city as well. Yeah. It didn't hit me for a long time, like until in hindsight, where I would look back and be like, man, that was racist. Or like, you know, oh, like- yeah, no, of course. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like I definitely had the experience of being like, you're. See, I was an athlete. I was a really good athlete. Also, like, my family, we lived in a Ghanaian household. Like, I was. Ghanaian like I didn't do like spaghetti like it was very, like do you know what I, like we did spaghetti but it was like Sunday random yeah we, we would have these mix like it was like I was eating dokno I was eating like tilapia I was mm. doing like I was cooking I was learning but then also I was outside my parents made sure I experienced like doing so many things and right. like travel and everything and like you know so definitely racism all that stuff I was like the my first year Cause I went to first grade in Pickerington. Before that, I lived in Columbus, Ohio. Like in Columbus. Before that, I lived in Ghana. Okay. And before that, yeah, I was in yeah. DC. So like, I just had it was like boop boop boop, and then I started school with all these white people, and I was like, what? This is so weird, you know? Yeah. I was like the only black kid in the class, like my first grade. Wow. But then went to experience. I'm saying wow, like, like I ain't experienced it. But you know what I mean though? <laughs> yeah. Like where it's like that was. But then you're like the only black kid in your honors class. Yeah. Like, but then there's like three of you that. or whatever, or there's like whatever. But I also was like in sports, and I was I was fortunate to be really good, and I worked really hard. Yeah. With like being good at things, like my parents were just very much like, if you're good at it, you should keep doing it. Right. Or get better, or focus on something else that. Yeah. You're at. You know what I mean? That's really cool because I think. At times, the idea of like success can differ when you think it different. When you think about like the stories of different Africans, West yeah. Africans in particular, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how? Because I think it's easy to assume that oh, because you were Ghanaian, like it was automatic. You have to do the lawyer, whatever. But like, did how was your what? What was taught to you regarding success? Like, how did you view that? Mm, okay, well, for me, that's a really good question because. I feel like I, my parents, okay, so like growing up, right, my obsessions that I had, like as a child, I remember these. I was obsessed with tigers, mm. like until like the third grade or something. Like, and I, when I'm talking about obsession, I'm talking about research, like every project, wow. I'm doing Zoologist. like Bengal, Siberian <laughs> tigers, I do everything. Word, word. And then my dad, like one year, I think it was like a third year, it was like another big project, you know, my dad's like, eh, eh. Yeah, yeah, no more <laughs> tigers. <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, put a brain in front of me. Like, literally, like, it was like about the brain. And I was like, oh my God, like, cerebellum. Like, I was out here, like, going crazy, like, microscope. Like, so I 
wanted to be a neuroscientist. Like I was mm. like Ben Carson reading Gifted Hands. Like I was doing the things that Out my here. parents wanted me to do. Like okay. I had, I remember I struggled with reading in the beginning and then my mom, like I, I'd rather have basketball tries and I'm like, read this. Like, <laughs> probably not the best way to teach reading. Right. But you know, like I like my parents were those people that just pushed a level of like being educated. Like yeah. you want to go, we could go to the teen club, but you need to read the Reader's Digest and give me all the vocab words from that and tell me like how yeah. to use it in a sentence. Oh, Y'all want to watch drum, what was it, the movie, Drummerline? Drumline. Drumline. Yeah. Okay, watch it. Give me a paragraph and write about the things you learned wow. about it. okay. You know? So like, I feel like the way I like, and my parents also, I taught, piano as my first job like my parents allowed us to do a lot of like things that set me up for what I am right now yeah like as much as they wanted us to do they just want us to not struggle like that's what I've realized like my brother's a musician and like it sometimes it's hard for my parents to concept everything together because they're like we did all this shit. We came here. Yeah. We got good jobs. I'm an actor. Picked <laughs> up. You want to struggle? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's also like, I mean, like, remember when you were 26 and you left Ghana and you went to the, like, you went to London and then you did this yeah. and then you got here. Like, you know, so. That's our version of that. You know, yeah. So, like, yeah. there's been moments where me and my parents disagree on, like, ways of, like, how they think I should go. Like, you know, my I studied psych and math and education in my undergrad. Mm-hmm. My dad's like, you want to be a math teacher? Yes, that's so responsible and amazing, but okay. Right. You, okay, cool. Okay, like, it's good that you're doing it. Wait, you want to be a therapist? You should just start getting yeah. PhD. Like, you know what? <laughs> yes. but, like, but on my same, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I sh-, Like, I'm on that same level. Yeah. Like, I was hitting those things, and also then doing entrepreneurship things. So like, right. it wasn't until they, I think they first realized like the the different, I wouldn't say struggle, the different ways that my parents disagree about way things is not at of what I'm doing. Sometimes it's how I choose to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? That They're like, Hana Hana, I love it. They're everything. But could you like wear this instead? Could you not do this? Mm, you know, and where yeah. I'm like, I have to live my life, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I, I take everything they say and like, I've never felt pressured fully, but I right. also know that if I were to become a nurse, I'm not a nurse, a neuroscience, da, 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 whatever, but they support me. They like, yeah. they, they're my WhatsApp marketing team. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yes. No, for you real. Know? Like I, they are, I love and that. And it took time. Yeah. It took time. Yeah. I feel like there was a moment where I feel like my dad was like, okay, you know, jo- my friend Josh, Josh Casey, he yeah. said this before about like creatives, like when you have this moment, then your parents are like, hey, okay. Right. That's, Look at my son. Yeah. My moment was Ted. Ted Talk. Wow. That was when okay. they're yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's because I know that. My you know, Ted yeah. Talk. Like, you know Sending what I mean? all the links. Right. Like, you know, and just like, sh- like sometimes I'm like, is it like Vogue? Cool. I guess. Like they're right. excited. Like my mom's like, I'm on Vogue. Does she really care? Mm. But she does because it's yeah. like, look at me. Like, my daughter has a mind picture my on the, You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but also, it's like things where they can recognize it and they can see the elevation or they they see these growth moments that they understand and they can connect to. Yeah. It's just some. It's just these like different ways of like. I had to take time because I used to take it personal when my parents would be on some shit, and I was just be like, "Dang, I'm out here working so hard, and you're nitpicking." on like what I'm wearing and thinking this way or whatever. Yeah. But I just had to be like, we're living different lives and take time to just like communicate and thoughts and maybe like, you right. know, you can't change them either. They're 60s, 
Like yeah. they've lived a life, but I'd be like, thank you for your opinion. Yeah. However, I'm going to go this way. And honestly, if I followed every single thing that my parents had told me to do, I would not be here. True. You, and they know that. There are moments where you yeah, have to say so like, many, oh this my gosh. is the way that Ugh. I'm going. It was funny. The one of the the, uh, the first episode of the series, yeah. I talked about how I met, um, wow, why is her name escaping me? What did she do? She is the um, the lead actress in Miss Virginia. She was in that movie. Um, Juneteenth? In, no, no, not Miss Virginia. Miss Virginia is different from Miss Juneteenth. <laughs> I'm going to find it because okay. now I'm... Do, 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 do. Uzo. Uzo, Uzo. Oh, Wawa. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. That's so, amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Orange I is the black, everything. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yes. I met her on on the set of Miss Virginia. Wow. Um, and I remember talking to her and being kind of like, I don't really know what's next for me, you know? Yeah. And she was just like instilling in me the fact that, yo, you come from a Nigerian background and like you were mentioning earlier, they gave you a foundation. Yeah. So now just take that foundation and run with it. Uh, yeah. They may not even get it after you go. Oh, my God. But it's kind of one of those, like, you you remind them, like, hey, you didn't raise a dummy. You didn't raise exactly. a Exactly. You know? Like, you gave me all these opportunities. Like, And I think for me, like, my parents maybe not known that they were teaching. They teach so many values, right? They, they did. instilled so even many values. So, exactly. And, like... To be of like purposefulness and like intention, I feel like for me, that's what I've learned from my, especially my mom and my dad both like, but there's this level of intention in everything that they do, especially with mm. my, my dad, like how he's, he's such like an intention, like both of them are, but like my dad is strategic in how he thinks he's like, you know, why he moves a certain way, why he does this. He always has a reason, you know? And so I feel like for me, like I need to always have a reason and I feel like I've always had the purpose, regardless of the jobs that I've been in, is about this way of spreading either a level of education about self, a level of like wanting, like first as a child, it's like help people, right? Like help, 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 mm -hmm. but that's not really it. It's like how I want to curate some levels of space that people can feel comfortable to learn. Yeah. And that was first in the mental health field as a teacher, as a therapist, and now like as someone that has this brand, you know, yeah. and like those types of things. Like for me, even when I was a coach, like it's like, I want you to learn about how to be a better athlete or your, but yourself to be there. Like yeah. it's always some level of like, you know, mentorship or like coaching wise. I don't know. Right. But yeah. And that's the cool thing. It's like a, it's this thread, right? Yeah. That like comes across. And, and I kind of want to tap into that a bit more because like, you know, you can look back now and think to yourself, man, the track. I was a track star at one point. <laughs> like I was, you know, out here nationally ranked. You know, I yeah. was out here like in my, you know, my bag as a teacher. I was in, you know, I was taking the master's degree route with the psychology. And now one might look and think like, all right, how does it all connect? Like how how are you going to make this all work? And in your your current state, you can still pull from all these experiences. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like. I mean, I feel like I love to learn and I love to educate. I think when you have a brand, the whole thing from the marketing to how people reach is a level of education to either buy my product, yeah. to learn about my product, however intentional you want to be, right? We're a skincare and wellness brand. The whole point is to connect actual taking care of your skin to the same thing as what it means to take care of yourself. Mm. And we're intentionally doing that for one with black women in mindset, 
black people in general, yeah. people of color in general, and anyone that's willing to listen. Yeah. Right? Like, so from the product creation all the way down to the people that we're sourcing from, the things that I learned as a therapist, the things that I learned as a teacher, the patience of building team and how to like yeah. talk to people. Like, I might not have a business degree, but I know how to talk to people. Right. I know how to be strategize and plan and prep and also at the end of the day understand what hurts or good or whatever, like how people feel, like read off of those things. So yeah. I think all my experiences come into, they all were like the path. Like I don't think it, that, yeah. I mean, I don't know where I would be. I can't say I wouldn't be here, but I feel like I am grateful for each part of the path that I've had yeah. so far to bring me where it's at. Because I don't think I would have not, have the level of, like, like, you know, I don't know. I just, this is the it only path I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how else it would have went. Yeah, for real. Well, let's, could, yeah. let's go into the path, right? Because, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Hana Hana, um, you know, she mentioned a couple things that you might have picked up. But there's a, a, obviously, it's shea butter based, you know. Not all. Right, and I was no. about to say yeah, now, no. now. <laughs> well, it, yeah, but it hasn't even been either. I think because our hero product is like the, the shea, shea butter, butter. Yeah. <laughs> and like for us, it's like we are a skincare brand creating yes. like you know results-driven products for body and face. You know? Right, it's and being evolved. able, yeah, and yeah. continue to like grow into that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and at the same time, she has the circle of care, Hannah Hannah circle mm -hmm. of care. Um, which is big emphasis on not only sustainability in regards to how you source your products, but how it helps the people who create those products for you. Yeah, it's like, so the whole thing of the Hanana Circles Care is like the creation like behind it was a benefits. Like when you work with different company, you receive benefits. That's just mm -hmm. what, that's the whole thing of a benefit is like you do this so you're benefiting off of yeah. it, right? We benefit off of our producers because they give us product, they give us the raw ingredients. So for us, it's like, how can we create different benefits? And I mean, based off of Eurocentric things of like healthcare, which is not really Eurocentric, I guess, but like these systems of like insurance. Yeah. You should have every six month checkup. I never miss six month checkup. Like until I became a creative or started learning that people weren't going to the dentist twice a year, <laughs> hospital twice least, a year. Yeah. Like I lived a privileged ass lifestyle without really knowing. Like I've never, I, when I milked my insurance till I was 28, bruh. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm 25 now. Still you know, like keep, yeah. getting that email like, hold on. That I milked, like I went to every doctor, every gyno, every, you know what I mean? And for us, when I started Hana Hana and meeting the women and the, the people we sourced from, we talked to them about like, what are things, we had these conversations like for months about how can the access we have, how can we share that access? What are things that are not accessible here? Yeah. Healthcare was not accessible. People were not going to the hospital. People were doing more traditional like healthcare, which not to shame traditional healthcare, but that's not gonna solve every single thing. Right. Yeah. It's just I'm sorry. Like <laughs> the herbs ain't gonna do it every I'm time. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure if we but it's just not at this the level of what is yeah. needed at this moment. Yeah. So like it was that access and they wanted that access. Access to like ways of optimizing production. Mm -hmm. Right. And this takes time. Like yeah. this isn't like we're out here just like boop boop. Like we have money. Like Yeah. This is just my own cash and like 
Hanahana sales, Getting you know? There, yeah. So we started off with one. We'll always pay two times the asking price for shea butter. However, fluctuation, inflation, whatever it is, when we're buying raw ingredients, we'll be able to purchase it two times. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing. And we set that into our foundation of like our business plan, business model. So that's, that's what it is. Yeah. And then being able to provide biannual healthcare access. Okay. So like twice a year, we hold healthcare days, which are giving free healthcare. Come to the neighborhood. We have an outreach team of nurses and doctors that that's come dope. in and we do focus healthcare like checkups. So they have mm-hmm. to meet a doctor, they get medicine, everything. Like each year there's a theme. We recently did a breast cancer one. Wow. And then we do health education in between. Snaps all around. <laughs> no, they, but this is something that we built with them. It's like, yeah. it's not like That's a charity. Exactly it. It's like we we built it it's together and we have, yeah, it's a collaborative effort. And like there's different systems that we've worked together. Like they have now a neighborhood fund where like every month they put in money. Each mm. person puts in a pool. So at the end of the year, they look at it and they're like, okay, we have all this. If there's there was a machine broke, they went through the neighborhood yeah. fund to do it. Like, yeah. And then we do optimization. Like in this past year when we started really like, you know, elevating within sales and able to like see how we can utilize our money and still do Hanahana Circle Care. It was around being able to raise money to buy a kneading machine, like how the women would knead with their hands. I remember seeing that. Machine, on the, you know, yeah. so it's like a building process of how can we create this like benefits of the producers we work with. And right now we do it directly, like the people that are benefiting are directly the Katarga Cooperative. Mm. But the plans is to how can we create this full system of like, when we continue to work directly with other producers that are, you know, creating other raw ingredients that we source from, how can we provide those same type of benefits in that type of way? Yeah. And also like how the Hanahana circle of care is not just within Ghana, but like the things that we're doing here in the States of like creating access, like mental health care, like different pop-up types of things, not for a pop-up of sales, but pop-ups of like the curations that we put together. Yeah. The different t- like it's how bigger can than we, just... Yeah, yeah, how can we continue to work with different people and provide access to mental health or like to skincare? Like we do things like at the end of the quarters when it's time, like if there's um, product, if we're like changing product, if we're doing anything different, we just do donations to mm-hmm. like certain like you know charities or different things like that or like programmings and ways so like we're just trying to grow about how we actually like it's not even give back just sustain the communities that sustain yeah. us so that know? i mean that's incredible because there's so much beauty in following the principle of doing this i yeah. think there's so many brands that claim to do this and you kind of look behind the scenes and you don't see any of that in reality, you know? And it's cool because it started that way, right? I yeah. know you went to Tamale. Tamale. Tamale, mm-hmm. okay, Ghana, in 2017, mm-hmm. which was pretty far off from where you would typically go yeah. in Ghana when you visit. Accra, um, yeah, Kumasa, yeah. That was the beginning of all of this. So kind of walk us through that process, because I know, quick backstory, like, you wanted to know how to make the shea yourself that you were using? Well, I just wanted to know who was making it and how they made it. I didn't gotcha. care to make raw ingredients. So like, it started just from like curiosity. Yeah, because it was like I was making shea already. I decided okay. to start the business. When I did decide to start the business already, I was like very interested in just like doing research about how things were being made. Yeah. I'm Ghanaian, so the easy access is like, I asked the aunt to send me it. Like, okay. you know what I mean? So I remember I purchased Shay for my aunt, and I was like, 
we can get it from. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go deeper. Yeah, here. I was like, yeah. Who, like, and she's like, this guy. And then I was like, but where did you get it from? And like, North. And I remember, oh my gosh, her name is like, oh, she has a shea butter brand in Ghana, Hamata. Hamata. Okay. She always says, like, oh my God, it's kind of corny, but it's like, good something kings and queens like i don't know but okay. she like that's <laughs> her brand yeah like so she good. does it i'm sorry yeah. it's not pretty that's fine uh, okay but she i remember like thought like watching her stuff and she was showing like she's from somewhere in tamale okay um and like so she's from originally from the north and Got so you. she was sharing like this is where i'm from like i make like these people like these are my family that is me and i was like oh shit like it's like, I didn't even know that's how Shea Butter was made. I was like, Mommy, did you know how Shea Butter Like, this <laughs> is crazy. Is yeah, I was like, yo, this is bad. Like, I'm going I'm going there. And yeah. my mom's like, no, you're not. You need to go to Accra. I know someone, they can get it. I'm like, no, I want to go there. I want to pay them directly. That's I've seen what they're doing. They need mm. to. I want to make sure they get the cash. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? What was going through your mind? even to take that jump first of all like when you were you were making it yourself yeah right it was this in chicago then yeah yeah it's okay. been in chicago so like you making that jump from like all right i'm doing this to now i'm like seeing how i can scale it does those do those butterflies begin to flutter or is it still no, kind of just came, here's the thing i i came into business very naive you know what i mean i came in from the background of like teaching and doing right I didn't come into this of like, yeah, let me scale this business. I see. I was I see. more like, this is like for me. I was like, the beauty industry is fucked. <laughs> like this I feel is that, yeah. this is not it. Like the, you guys are not sustainable. It doesn't make sense. Like wow, I'm I was I'm not a beauty. I was not a beauty girl. Like I'm not. You just like, having it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I wasn't. I didn't come in with beauty background. I didn't come in with business background. Yeah. I came in based off social impact. Like the ideas that I was having before anything that had to do with Shay that was entrepreneurship was about education and how you connect people and spread education. And like, I remember one of the ideas that like the thing that I was going to launch because I worked with in um, the in New York with the Board of Education. Okay. And so I got to see teaching at different levels and I got to do. So I was like thinking about how to like give out more resources and access anyways. Right. So with beauty, that's how it kind of went about, you know, like that okay. was my point of view. So the butterflies wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to scale this into something. Like it was just more so like, okay, I haven't been to Ghana since I was a kid. I want to go back. I'm more nervous about going back to Ghana because my mom's talking, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. <laughs> you know, more things than that than anything. Yeah. When I get to Ghana, I'm vibes. I'm with my family. I'm like, I'm like yo, it's crazy. I had I had bird like not being nervous about going to Tamale for the first time by myself. Yes, because I was supposed to go with my cousin. He couldn't come, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna go by myself. I've never mm. been to Tamale before, but I'm just gonna go." You gonna make it happen? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. figure it out. So that was maybe the more bird like you know a little bit butterflies there, but the 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 thought of like like you know scaling. I was so naive. I I did anything. I was like mm. Unilever has this thing. Psh, I wrote this thing for, I don't even, this is like 2018 when I did the, you know, you know, like I wasn't yeah. thinking about it in this, like, but I was still strategic and yeah. whatever, but I was just like, yeah. 
And I was always, my my push was always about the social impact. I wasn't even, that was one of the falls of probably why I didn't get into a lot of things. Wow. Was because I wasn't really thinking business-minded. Yeah. Like, you know that what I mean? That makes sense, though. Yeah. I like, think the, the purity of the intention is usually what takes people far. I think even across, like, you see it with artists, too. Like, yeah. oh, that song, I was just messing around. And yeah. then, like, boom, it's it snaps. Or it's like. I never, you hear it all the time. I never came into this to make money. I came to meet a need. Yeah. And it's amazing to see how that effortless, but effort, like effort driven at yeah, the same there time. Was so, yeah. There was, <laughs> it was just kind of like a side thing. It was like, if I'm going to do it, it should look nice. Yeah. It should be right. Like, it's like, I'm more particular and I like success and I like things to be good mm-hmm. more than like, I wanted to run business where now it's like, I I'm intentionally wanting to scale this business to be sustainable and yeah. have all these reasons of why and how. Where before it's like, I just want to do this. And if I'm going to do it, it should look yeah. good. Yeah. And then if it's like, if I'm going to do it, it should do this. Well, if I'm going to do it, then I should be here. Oh, now I want to bit like, this is a business. You know right. what I mean? It kind of reminds me, uh, shout out to Chip. Um, yes. he, he gave me this quote one time, the first day I met him. Um, we were at Nico Washington's exhibit. Okay. And... I was just talking to him about photography, and he was like... He's such a great photographer. Man. He's so incredible. good. Chip Moody. Y'all follow yeah. that man on Instagram. He's insane. really good. And I didn't realize how good of a photographer he was until, like, I feel like last year. And I, like, saw... Cause, he's yeah, intentionally low-key. Like, yeah, he's so low-key, but he's such a good photographer. He is. But he was telling me, once you know what you want to do, then you get that lens. Then you get that, that team, yeah. whatever it may be. And it kind of dawned on me, like, there's this balance between, even with this podcast, like, go out and do it. Yeah. Just start. Like, if you got to do it on your phone, yeah. just start it. But at the same time, there's the, the element of, all right, now you need to have better equipment. Now yeah. you need to have people that can edit this thing better than you can and master it and all these other things. Yeah. It's the same thing I'm, I'm seeing you experience with, with Anahana over time. Yeah, like even the first like the first time I moved back to Ghana after that visit or the two visits, like the pop-ups and things that we did. But when I actually moved back to Ghana, that like first seven months or however many months I was there. Like, yes, Hanahana was a priority, but it wasn't a priority. Like, mm. I was out here, I was doing photography, I was doing everything. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Very multifaceted. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> and I was learning it. I was, it was the exploration, right? Yeah. It allowed me to really be like, what do you really care about? What do you really want to, how do you want to utilize your skills? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. At this point, do you feel like there were things you would change along that way? Or is it kind of just, I'm here. I have I'm no gone. regrets. No regrets. <laughs> You're just gone. No, I, I mean, you know, I, um, there's things that I would have moved differently. Okay. Like when it comes to it, especially within when I think of business moves and different decisions, but I think each thing has taught me a lesson and yeah. how I can grow to be a better entrepreneur. Yeah. There's things I'm like, I should have done this. I've been like, I like, I feel like I just came out of this like month and a half or two month, like imposter real syndrome thing. Like, I was just about to ask that too. Oh, really? Yeah. And like, it's yeah. yeah. Tell Go me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm personally right now, you know, quick uh bomb drop i did start a career i'm in the innovation sector now, yeah right so you know i've had these experiences yeah up until a certain point but now i'm like given so much more responsibility right and yeah. i think about even this brand and the things i'm i'm planning for this and the people involved 
I'm like, man, you you get that like yeah the enemies coming through like are you built for this you know are yeah. you made for this have you had those you know oh, yeah, when yeah. at those certain points and how did you deal see i feel like i used to, i would yeah i think imposter syndrome is something that um is inevitable when you're starting a business mm-hmm. in general or having a business i think it shows up in different times yeah all the time you just have to be aware and okay with that the fact that it can show up it's a feeling yeah like i you know because you're moving into different levels each time. Right. The most recent I had it went around the pop-up we did in New York. The amount of press we had, mm. the amount of like things that were going on, the amount of things that people were seeing. And then like in the background, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm just like, ah, I'm going through shit with my team, like figuring out how to like <laughs> run my team. Like every, I've been trying like so much. I was like, nah, I'm about to fail this brand. This is mad. Wow. Like, and people think that this shit is crazy. I'm about to fail this. Like, I'm so scared. But I had to like say it out loud and I had to like go, I remember one day I was like sitting on my fire escape, like, cause I had been feeling it like in all different ways. And I think I come again from a family of like this level of confidence that just yeah. like brewed up and like this, like I have, I feel like I am very self-aware. Like I've taken time to build myself up and like be, I can, I'm high functioning. Mm-hmm. Like even within the stress and all yeah, that. Yeah. I'm stuff, a high yeah. functioning person. So like, which is a really nice thing to be. It is. <laughs> but it's also really one of those things when you're like inside, I am going mad. Yeah. And I am feeling like I'll do, and then I'll sit in my bed and I'm like, <gasps> like, <Right. laughs> like, yeah. And all these things are just like, be like having to like, oh, like, you know, I mean, all this stuff. So I remember one time I just sat down and I was like writing actually how I felt. Like, mm. I feel that I'm going to fail. And then I was like, read me and be like, I'm not going to fail this. Like, I'm actually yeah, not. Yeah, you like, look at, you're like, no, you're not. Like, actually, it's the fear of failure. Yeah. You know, and wow, like, and not I mean, moving in that fear, right? Yeah. Like, and not allowing that and like being like, and sometimes like, I think when you're in this space, when I'm such a person like, don't move into fear, doop, 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 doop. That's, I, you know, yeah. and so when you have to be like, actually, I, I am scared. Sometimes it's hard to say, like, it's hard to like admit to yourself yeah. and do that. So it happens. I think it's inevitable and it's like, it's okay to have imposter syndrome, but it's don't let allow imposter syndrome to drive your decisions yeah. and how you move just the same way. Like don't move in a space of fear, like mm-hmm. letting that drive your decisions either. Yeah. You know? It's interesting. You know, one of the things, obviously like this brand across the spectrum of my belief in Christ, my love for community and yeah. the creation. So like I always try and tie it back in some way. Yeah. It was a real moment for me. Um, a couple weeks ago where I was just like going through it mentally just like man I don't know if I can handle a lot of the stuff that I got right now and I remember God just like directing me to this scripture in the book of Jeremiah what context he's a prophet okay but he's really young okay so he's doubting himself so I'm like struggling thinking about this yeah this like season I'm in and God kind of gave me this like tough love moment. Yeah. Where I have he tough was love like, all the time. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm expected to be like comforted. No. And, like, and God's like, this this verse in in chapter one, verse 17, he's like, get yourself ready, stand up, and say to them whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. Today I've made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land. And symbolically for me, I was just like, Everything I need has been given to me. Yeah. The moment I try and take on this like 
I can control all things at once. Like, God brought me here in the first place. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not about to sit here and crumble, you yeah. know, as a result of that. So it's cool to see you you wrote that out. Oh, yeah. Had to be real with yourself for a moment. No, of course. Because I think also, too, it's like when we speak about relationship, like spirituality, Christianity in general, like for me, and like relationship with God, like, there's no way this could be happening without. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, there's like, Ghanian, we have these Adinkra cards, like mm-hmm. Adinkra symbols. Ghanians, you know, Christians. So mm-hmm. everything has to do with God. Yeah. Like everything has to do with it's the connected. higher power. Yeah. It is connected. So we have one of the things, Jinnameh, and I'll pull these intention cards. Like to, it's just like, Jinnameh means with everything is op, like happening in the optimus of God. Like mm. without God, like it's here because he's here. He's yeah. within you and he's here and he's there. like, it's going to like, you have it within you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this connect, like if you connect back, if you pray, if you go like, it's here, like you just have to have this reminder of it, like yeah. what's within you. Like, mm-hmm. and I always think like when you're thinking to your deeper intuition, like God is speaking through you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to allow yourself to be able to hear Christ, hear God, like whoever you believe in to allow you to like, hear those things and know that you're here for a reason you you definitely gave us that conscious you know what i mean that exactly so so you have to be able to tap into it there's a lot of things fear people all different stuff that will make you forget that you know and think maybe you need other things or whatnot but i think at the end of the day like when i'm feeling this way like you know Anything that's making me feel better is always connected to a higher power mm-hmm. and to like God. Like it's like you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think those moments are really helpful. And I and the, there's been so many moments within Hana Hana where my periods of low. Because when you're running a business, you still have your life. You right. You still have all the things going on. Things coming left and right. Oh my! Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm stressing over business, but I'm stressing over this, and I'm stressing over this, and I'm yeah. stressing, you know, so many different things. So it's like. You have to find your balance and like everyone has their own, but it's, I feel like through it all, I know I can always go to God, like through Christ, like, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. that, that feels helpful. I can go to my Adinkra cards, I can go to, but I can go to, or family, like, mm-hmm. you know, like you at the end resources. of the day, I have yeah. my resources and they're there because, you know, yeah, yeah. But it's like one of those things I can do all things, like you Everything I do is through God, like through that power, through yeah. that like energy of it and like being able to have that. Yeah. And I think like whenever I feel like I, I can do anything without that, that's when things go wrong in general. I or call when that I forget. The, yeah, I or call that the that, God yeah, lane. Yeah, when I'm you like... forget for a second that you just be moving, you're like, Grr, hold on, back up. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Remember what your purpose was. Remember what you're supposed to be doing. Remember what this really is about. Remember like the growth within you, like why you're here, what yeah. the moment is. And I think I have that a lot, especially with Kale, like just as a pers- personal, as a person, like, yeah. you know, how I want to continue to know what my path is. And like, sometimes you, there's opportunities, there's excitement, there's things that you've wanted that come, but is it really what you want? Mm, right. You know? Is it the thought of it? Yeah. That, is it the yeah. thought or is it really it? And then you have to make decisions. And I think for me, my imposter syndrome is like, wow, I'm in this place where I make decisions all the time. Right. And I just don't want to make the wrong decision. Mm. You know? So. And then there's like this idea of, obviously, yes, like from a morality perspective, yeah. I believe in right versus wrong. But at the yeah. same time, it's kind of, you know, God works everything out, right? Like I have a past, you have a past. We yep. all we all do, right? Even in our present, 
God has grace yeah. for those yeah. things. And, and we need to give ourselves grace. I feel like that's the thing. Like, we don't be giving ourselves grace yeah. <laughs> enough either. You like, know what I mean? And that's really, because that's all rooted in, again, the anxiety, the fear mm-hmm. of, like, the tit for tat. Like, man, I messed that up last week. And, yo, like, it could be your boss or it could be, like, your team that's like, you're good. Like, remember, re- remember the amazing things you did this morning or last week come back to that you know like let's just build on what we've been moving on or reflect on growth yeah yeah like that gratitude gratitude factor yeah yeah do you feel like especially in those moments where as i like you do enter that oh i'm trying to be god here what does that look like from a business perspective i don't think i'm ever trying to be god not trying to be god but like you almost feel like you're doing too much i i think it's not even about doing too much it's about forgetting what Who brought you things here. Yeah. are necessary. Like, there's, you know, sometimes it's, like, one of those things where, like, you praying for things, da da da, da starts happening, you, and then you, where you at? Hmm. Like, you got to keep, you got to keep doing, communicating, and, like, sharing and thinking thoughts and, having, and not just doing, 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 but, like, those reflections, those moments and things yeah. like that. And slow, and slow down, you know? Sometimes it's, yeah. And also be in the present, especially as an entrepreneur, you're, you're planning things out. Like mm. my head's not in September. We have one more week of September. I'm already, I'm in November. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm <laughs> in planning and I'm in December and I'm ready to plan for March. Spring. Yeah. For real. And if I was really on it in my head, I'm like, March would already be planned out. Right. You're like already hard on yourself for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So like it's this like balance of that you actually do need to still think of all those things. I'm not saying don't. And I yeah. think that's the thing is that sometimes we're in a season. I'm in a season. I'm at a I'm a, I have a toddler as a business. Mhm. For a second I was like, "Wait." No, no. <laughs> I wish I no, I don't. Instagram, your Instagram is very secretive if that's the case. Yeah. I have a whole child. Yeah. You. Just kidding. Um, I have a toddler as a business. Having a business in general is something, but for, it's four years. It's so young. There's so yeah. much. You have to put energy in. Mm-hmm. So I pray for energy to always be able to put in. That strength, yeah. And how I, however I need to find that, though, is through God. So like, it's one of those things that you have to remind yourself Yeah. the different ways. So. What are some of the other things that like this journey has taught you about yourself? You have to be able to prioritize yourself to be able to prioritize anything else. And when I say prioritize yourself, I mean your growth. Mm. Not this like self-centeredness, but how you prioritize your actual self-growth. Because that affects how you interact with everyone and how you can learn how to prioritize other people. How you can learn how to prioritize business. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) How you can learn how to prioritize business. Everything. So I think it's about how you navigate that and navigate your growth and allowing to be like actually truly honest. Think being very um, direct. I've learned how to be very direct in my communication. Mm. I think in general as a person, my directness has come from obviously saying what I want, but silence too. But learning, I don't have to be, my silence is not as direct as I guess it should be. But saying no, yes, like being fully direct in my decisions. Like you make so many decisions. I... I'm indecisive mm-hmm. and it's not, I'm not indecisive because I'm indecisive. It's so 
like just I can't think of something or make actual decisions because sometimes I don't want to speak the decision yeah. I want to have yeah or what I want to do or the choice maybe depending on other people but it's like you have to learn how to do that um were there things that you because I mean we think about this idea like our story is evolving yeah. and it's changing are there things that you feel like at times you hold on to too tightly or are you good at letting go Mm. Oh my god, that's a good question. Um, like personally or like work or like both. both? I think at this I mean you I'm I mean at I the hate studio. transitions is a lot <laughs> yeah. for me. I change I see the thing is that people around see like, oh no, she's moving, do 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 yes, which I do. I do make decisions like transitions are hard. Change is hard for me. So mm. I've had to let go of delaying things just because of my anxieties. Word. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And it's like things that I'm nervous go. too. Yeah, you have to go. But you I learn it. Like from team, everything. Like sometimes just like even letting people go. Like I feel like <laughs> this is so honest, but I feel like every person, like not every person. Team that has left, I should have fired. Mm. Not because Word. they're bad people or whatever, but because they weren't fit in what was needed yeah. and they weren't able to prioritize the brand. But I didn't allow myself to make that decision right away because I was waiting for something. I was thinking about something. You know, these things that I, I bat and I battle with that. I, I yeah. battle with the person that I never break up with people. I'll put it in your face too. Mm. So we can, because I know it's every time. Yeah. I won't do it. Say it, yeah. You know what I mean? That's real. And I'm learning that you can't do that in a business. <laughs> and you also can't do that in your personal life because you're missing what could come for you. Yeah. And the same thing, like, Ooh. At the end of the day, positions are replaceable. People in positions are replaceable. The only person that's not replaceable in a startup that has not been invested in and has no other percents of people on the cap table in the sense to make the majority or whatever is a CEO. Mm -hmm. If you do not align and have the priorities of what the CEO thinks that you should have in that position, you are replaceable. Yeah. And having that revelation, like it's it just true, relieves you of stress. And yeah, sense. it's yeah. true, and it's okay because you're also giving them opportunity to go find what they want. Right, it's might all not about know growth. it now. Yeah, it's and it's sometimes for me, yeah. I'm like, but I've learned that now. I've learned that, and like it's, and I'll keep learning it probably. Mm -hmm. You know, but those are those are some things for sure. Changes it changes hard as much as I'm excited, but like it takes me time sometimes. I like to process things. I'm a processor. Word. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I think. That's one of the like the hardest things for me mm -hmm. is you know God pushing me into these new seasons and I'm realizing like man I may not have as much time to hang out with these types of people like uh, I used yeah. to or like I may not be able to go to as many of these types of events as I yeah. used to but understanding that like there are bigger things happening you know there are different things happening yeah and now priorities have to shift yeah you know so there's beauty in that. No, there is. Yeah. There is. Speaking to that transition, you are now in Project Skin era. Yeah. Give give us a little bit of an idea for I, I personally I love the visual rebrand. I love the the skincare element that you've added to it. Making that jump, obviously I feel like it made sense, mm -hmm. you know, because it's something that you always advocate for. Um, but now with this transition, what are you trying to like, I know you've talked about education, you've talked about the visuals, like, what other things do you do you see for it? 
Well, I think for me, with Hana Hana, it's just like I want us to be known for creating daily use products for your face and body. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had the black and brown exfoliating scrub, which is for your face and body. We, you know, we have our lip balm, which is for your like for your lips. You know, yeah. but like for us, it's like being intentional and letting people know like this is where we are gonna continue creating and innovating on products that one are there but make it better or make it be what people are looking for Mm -hmm. to make sure that black people know that these are these types of skincare products and this level of self-care is for you yeah and just anyone like i want to make good products like at the end of the day like i want products to work if we say it's going to do something i want it to do it if we're talking about congestion i want it to decongest if Mm -hmm. i if we ended up saying we're gonna create a sunscreen i want it to be the best sunscreen if you know what i mean all the things of how it is to the top so i think project skin just gave another elevation of how we look at skincare and how how like as we continue to look at skin and body it's going to be at the same intent Yeah. yeah it's amazing to just as you're talking see back to the beginning like the connectedness of it all like even the psychology of how our society is starting to boost self-care and and taking real intention to your life and yeah. the things that revolve around it like your skin and all these amazing uh, yeah. things that sometimes we we take advantage of you know true it's cool to see that connection now you know does it ever i mean i'm sure it still blows your mind but at the same time you're like it makes sense oh like what what hana hana is doing yeah um i feel like it's just like it makes sense yeah. to me. I don't know. I don't. I think kind of has. I'm not taking away the special and the impact of it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just like the things that I'm doing. I feel like there's no other way to kind of do it. Yeah. Being me, the person I am. So it kind of all of the things just keep like that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the beautiful. Like you can. I think there's so many people who are obsessed with like celebrities and like oh man. Like, if I could get dinner with Jay-Z, right? <laughs> or, yeah. like, 500K, which one am I taking? It's, like, 500K. you can... 500K. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Like, We can do, meet Jay-Z at another time. You can look on YouTube and hear what he has yeah, to say. Yeah, but we could meet... We could still meet him yeah. and still get the 500K. Easy. And it's, yeah. it's one of those things, like, with that, where people are wanting to know this, like, super intelligent, high-level answer. When for the most part, it's in you, right? Like that story that you have, the experiences that you have, if you just move on those things, those, like you said, that conscious, that thing that's burning inside you, you'll eventually, you'll, you'll stumble into the right things. Yes. Yes. I will say that. But also like we have to understand and know it's like mindset. Yeah. Privilege. Opportunity. You're right. All those things like you can follow your consciousness and not know that you have resources or the opportunities to even move or haven't seen people. You got to speak up. Yeah. Or you have to be given things, given opportunities. Like, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't out here struggling. Like the struggles that I've endured Mm -hmm. outside of traumatic things or whatever is it's not like I grew up in a struggle like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had so many opportunities. And still, and I also, because I had so, I knew how to create even more opportunities for myself. Mm. And you had to, like, you know what I mean? You have to So I think it's that. a lot. Like, I think it's, like, it's not just, like, I, I, I feel like if I were to say it's just, like, tap into your consciousness and 
they'll come to you. I'm, I'm belittling the experiences of what people even, some people don't even have the time to tap into their consciousness in the mm. way that I do. Yeah. Because they have that's other real. shit to worry about. That's real. There you know is, what I mean? Is like I'm a single woman that's 30 and... <laughs> years old in Chicago living a, a loft, HQ, whatever. I don't have to care about anyone. Mm. To be honest, I don't have to do anything. Like that's I have real. no obligations other than my brand and paying people on time and doing what I say I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I have no other obligations. I have no child. I have no man that I have to feel like I need to be like this. this. I, I yeah. have not other than my family and me. Like, yeah. you know, I have an investor call though in five minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, yo, with that, you know, I mean, the, there's beauty in that. Yeah. In knowing what you have and moving with the intention based off of that. Yeah. Um, this was an amazing conversation. I learned a lot Thank more. You. Um, I think, you know, to close, like embrace what you've been given go forth on it I've, I've learned that from you here in this moment like don't don't let the fear of of what is in front of you keep you from actually making moves yeah and move with the intention move with the strategy yeah and it'll it it'll connect if it's supposed to i won't lead you to, to yeah, think that it, it will connect in different ways of how exactly. it's supposed to happen exactly yeah and and with that as always i love you all um it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And remember, it's always progress over perfection. Yes. Much love. Peace.